Talk along, folks, in the next episode of Tune the Cult. And once again, I'm joined by Richie and Collie. Afternoon, boys. Afternoon, Joe. How are you? Hey, Joe. How are you? I'm good. Well, very, very good, lads. Uh, I, can't, I can't contain my excitement. I feel like Collie here. I can't contain my excitement. What uh, absolute display against Tottenham. We, we kind of picked the bones of it. Uh, team by team. Or member by member. So, um, I think first off, Collie, the three lads just slotted in there as if they'd been playing for Everton for four or five seasons. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, when when I seen the team sheet, Joe, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, as you know, last week's pod, I didn't think uh, James would, would be starting, but well, what a performance he put in in over 90 minutes uh, for mm. a chapter hasn't played since last October, I believe it is. He was unbelievable. Um, and then, Another point we made last week, Joe, made other players around them play play well, you know. So, I think Alan got the man of the match, but, you know, different people had four or five other players that possibly yeah. could have gotten man of the match as well. So, huge, huge uh, win for us down there. And as Richie said last week, uh, first game of the season, first win at a top six club away in a long, long time. So, just bodes well for the future going forward, you know. We don't, we're not getting carried away by any stretch of imagination, but what a win, you know. Not getting carried away now, but after the match it was, I was typing. <laughs> <laughs> it's our, it's our, I didn't want to say the last word, but yeah, but I mean, Rich, like we'll go through the team in, in a few minutes individually, but, but the, the three new signings just hit the ground absolutely running. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, you always it, it, there are three debuts that you kind of dream about from from a fan's perspective and from their own perspective as well. Talking about hitting the ground running, and it's just the seamless transition into a squad. I suppose you look at Decor, or sorry, not Decor. You look at you look at Hammers and you look at Alan having played under Ancelotti, and just knowing say what he expects, and I suppose knowing the roles that he was giving him, that they were able to kind of to just fit into it, you know, and it was. So, so good from the off. I mean, within a couple of minutes, they were controlling the game like nothing we've seen in in years, in years. You know, it's I suppose it's one of the best performances that I've seen from a long, long time, you know. After half an hour, 70% possession and, and just, just controlling the game. Um, but yeah, performances, Hamas, some of the stuff that he, that, he, that he was doing with the ball, you know, it's just, it's a joy to watch, you know. And it's, you have to kind of slap yourself and say, this guy is playing for us right now, you know, that... Fantastic, but the other two guys, I think they worked great. You know, they were just everywhere. Alan swept up so, so much and made the job for the centre half so easy. You know, forcing them to kind of go along. That Keane and Mina would just eat up all day long. And, and the core, you know, just fantastic everywhere. Energy, power, all the way through 90 minutes. You know, yeah, long may it last. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Again, I, I, was, I was critical. I'm well, not critical, but I was giving out that Sky... And not so much the same, but the BBC as well, like match of day two, didn't give us much credit. It was more about sports, this and sport didn't do that, and sports are poor, and Mourinho giving out about like, poor pre season. But I mean, last week, Kelly, the Joe from the sports fan, he said they had a good pre season. So I, I think Mourinho's just looking for a few excuses, there, was he? I think so, Joe, and, and it's like this isn't the first time. Uh... Jose has been around this merry-go-round before. 
I think Joe from the Spurs uh, fan club said they, they got four games in pre-season, whereas we only got two. Uh, regardless of whether we had a lot of internationals as well, away as well. So, And then he's moaning about yardage being taken as well on the free kick. I, I completely agree with you in relation to Sky and the BBC. It wasn't about how well we played. It was more about how poor Spurs was, you know. Mm. But again, that, that that's not just this season that's happened Joe that, that, that's a, seems to be a long run on uh, issue with uh, the general media in the UK I'd love to find out the reason why or what's the the angst against everything is but um, I don't think I'll ever find out Joe to be honest with you but look as fans we'll accept uh, whatever the performance we put out on Sunday and we'll move on now to Salford uh, uh, midweek you know yeah, the thing about that, Rich, like the media thing, I know people say, ah, it doesn't matter, we don't care, but it really, really gets me that, like, they don't give Everton credit whatsoever, but on the flip side, if we play poorly, they absolutely hammer us. I mean, I watched, I watched the, the Sky on the hour, like, headlines, and they talked about sports for seven minutes, and Everton for one minute, 36 seconds. Just says it there, doesn't it? Yeah, but you know what? And, and, and as you said, I suppose, does it really kind of matter to us? I think it's at this stage when we're kind of building, I, I kind of prefer to go kind of quietly about our business for now. You know, let us kind of slip under the radar a small bit because we are coming, you know, on, on the back of a performance like that. Yes, it, we do deserve to kind of get recognition on performances like that to win at Spurs that over the course of the season, probably not too many will win there. So I think that they're wrong in that aspect. But, you know, again... I, I think over the course of the season, that's when we need to do our talk and, and give them something to talk about, not just one performance, to do it over the yeah. course of the season. Mm. Continued. Yeah, exactly. Still. Kind of pisses me off a little bit. Anyway. Right, so we're going to the team uh, one by one. Start to pick for um, quite enough game, Carly, but he pulled off a couple of greats, especially the one close in, I think it was, uh, was it Deli Ali? And it just, it just tipped over the bar. Great, great save. And then one from Harry Kane as well. But Pickford are solid enough. No mistakes again. Yeah, yeah, Joe, I completely agree. Uh, Pickford was being mentioned by a number of fans throughout social media as possibly man of the match. Now, that's his tour clean sheet in a row. Uh, obviously, he played two international games and, and, and didn't uh, concede a goal in either of them. And I, I also thought, along with them two saves, Joe, uh, coming towards the end, he caught a couple of high balls into the box certainly gave me a lot of confidence and I'm sure it gave a centre has a lot of confidence as well. So, um, you know, maybe he, he's he's learned a, a bit of a lesson possibly from the end of uh, season last, uh, last season, or should I say a couple of weeks ago, Joe, and has bounced on. But still think we might need to bring in another keeper. It was, it was interesting that Lossell wasn't on the bench as the reserve keeper. was He went for uh, Yale, Virginia. But um, no, I thought Pickford done well and if it was breaking him out of that, uh, 10 would give him a, a good 7 job personally yeah just in that when he caught the balls but he, he wasn't afraid Richie to come to come and get mixed up and punch, like he punched a couple of balls and got distance on him as well but he, he kind of he was very hesitant to do that last season he kind of stayed on his line yeah he, he, he was a lot more commanding of the area kind of all around um, and just looked a lot more I suppose influential and whether it's a, a trusting kind of with the defence and the defence being more comfortable because they have a midfield in front of them you know I suppose it all breeds confidence upon one one another uh, but yeah I, I, I thought he was excellent the, the two saves that he made I think it was Doherty was one and and Debbie Alley that he touched on 
two great saves as well. Sometimes his kicking was a little erratic, but I, I think over the course of the season, we'll probably see that a bit more as an outball where when you have someone like DCL up front who can hold the ball up as well as he can, it's a, it's a fantastic outlet. You know, he can hold it up and then when you have the support that we've seen coming from midfield and coming from the wide areas, you know, that you can catch teams on the break so, so quick. You know, bad day with kicking, but other than that, I thought he was excellent. Yeah, yeah. Like, he has that in his locker, kind of, Collie, that, like, long, long pass, not long ball. Like, it's actually, like, sometimes you put it literally on a sixpence. But I think he tries it too much. Like Richie was saying, we sometimes play a, a little simple ball rather than try a Hollywood long pass. Yeah, Joe, but look, you know, if if, if centre half was was to do that and, and he misses his target once or twice, you wouldn't really be chatting about that. It's the fact that mm-hmm. Pickford's a keeper, you know. Mm-hmm. His his um, distribution of the ball was always one of his, his strong points, even going back to the Sunderland days, Joe. So, yeah, I agree with Richie. I think you will have a combination of the short ball out, but then a long ball up to DCL and, and then get runners in around DCL, but... No, I couldn't couldn't uh, argue with how Pickford had a really good game. Um, to be honest with you, on Sunday, Joe, and certainly happy with him and going forward, you know. Yeah, 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 solid, pretty solid. Like I said, a solid seven, possibly eight. Uh, Coleman, I, I must say, you can see it from the start, Rich, that they targeted Coleman because they put Son out there. And you now a couple of times he did get past him, but like, like Shams, Shams, he's like a tank, he's just running, running, running. And he got back and cleared or put it out for a corner or whatever. But Sam wasn't getting any change of him whatsoever. No, and that was, as you said, it was the early tactic. Put it in over, over his head and let Sam chase on. But yeah, Shane, he's just his determination. He'll get back in, go outside, put in a couple of tackles. He saved us with two two headers kind of from a like double block, kind of from a corner and a, and a follow-up chance afterwards. But after that, he was kind of everywhere, really composed on the ball as well. Um, dribble out and put the head up use it use it well you know giving the ball into midfield but yeah excellent again you know and he just he's been written off time and time again and he just kind of keeps coming up with the goods it's brilliant to see you know yeah. because you know we're all kind of saying oh do we need to invest or whatever and, and over the course of the season we may you know it's a long season but yeah no I thought he was excellent yeah I think he's just he's just one of those players Colin <coughs> excuse me he's just solid as a rock like the poor game Seamus Coleman has are very, very few and far between. Yeah, yeah look, when Seamus Coleman, you see his uh, name on the team sheet at the start of, of a game, Seamus is going to give you a six or seven every every game, Joe. You know, the kind of way out of ten. So uh, he is, and I agree, with, I agree with Richie there, like, people have a tendency to, to knock him quite a bit, but he always seems to bounce back and, 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 and uh, respond on the pitch to, say, certain criticism that he may get on social media uh, forums but Ty played excellent and I thought he, he marshaled Son really really well uh, the other day and you were right he were targeting but uh, he certainly didn't let us down by any stretch of imagination uh, I think it was, it was a sign uh, how good he played because I think about 20-25 minutes Mourinho switched Son took him out obviously wasn't working put him into the middle rich but he, listen when he went in there we get to we get to Alan or Mina and Keane but that shows how good Seamus played. He made Mourinho switch his tactics. Yeah, straight, straight off, you know, he, he just went about his business and did, and did what he had to do and it didn't matter, you know, he wasn't phased by the fact that he was being targeted or whatever and that's, you, you want to just go about your job and keep, and keep going and he did, you know, and yeah, I, you know, 
I was kind of thinking that he'd be more of a backup this season, but not on performances like that. So, wait to see kind of what happens going forward, but it's very hard to leave a fellow out on performances like that. Yeah, I think just from the start, when you were even in coming out onto the pitch, the, the look on his face, like he was he was up for that, thousand percent. And okay, Mina then. I thought, well, we could probably talk about Mina and Keane together. Just solid, solid, solid. Nothing got through. Maybe a couple of times they did, but Alan was there with, again. Alan will get into sweeping up. But the two boys, centre halves, were just solid as a rock again, Collie, weren't they? Yeah, uh, I actually thought Mina was just slightly the better over Keane. Uh, Joe, to be mm. honest, I thought Mina played really well. And, and it was a worry that he hadn't played any uh, games pre season. Okay, he, he joined in with training a week or, or so before the, the sports game itself. My God, I thought Mina was very, very comfortable on the ball. I think Richie's already mentioned that they were putting balls in there and, and it was bread and butter to, to, to Keane and Mina, you know, the kind of way. But it, having said that, Michael Keane done really well as well. And a couple of times I've seen him bursting out from. From from the back line as well, you know. So <laughs> slow down there, Michael. You know, but um, yeah. <laughs> no, I I, uh, I I thought the two lads, two centre backs, Joe, were very solid. I can't see them starting uh, against Salford personally. I think Keane will start, and he may bring in Gibson. But I thought the two of them at the back on Sunday, uh, Kane. You could see how frustrated he was getting. Uh, they didn't give Kane an inch in my mind anyway. Yeah, the two again. I think the difference between Mina and Kane, just a slight difference is. Mina, he's kind of a little bit of a football in centre half. Where Keane, like I know we, we talked about before, Keane's just an old style centre half. Hoof it, get it out of there, block tackles, try heading where it hurts, that kind of stuff. So that would be the only difference. But like Holly said, I think <laughs> he, he, he got a rush of blood to the head and he was, he was nearly kind of up in the other box. Oh, but uh, listen, I think Mina actually had a shot, I think, from about 30, 40 yards at one stage. So I think the two boys are they're getting getting ahead of themselves, but solid again. Which yeah, I, I thought both were really assured kind of in, in everything they've done. But again, I kind of keep alluding to it that it just shows the confidence built from having a functioning midfield in front of them that are doing what they're supposed to do it makes their job easy. So the strikers aren't getting time of the ball to run at them, things like that, um, and probably being forced to go along, which suits them because they'll head away everything kind of day and night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, didn't put a foot wrong all day and looked really, really comfortable. Um, I suppose kind of towards the end of it, whether it's something that's ingrained in my own head or kind of us as a fan base that I was obviously really nervous because these are the, normally the, the games that you kind of say, right, what's going to happen now? But they were so, so assured and everything and kept passing the ball. It wasn't a case of panicking and now let's just hope we can get rid of it. Kept passing it, keep, keep the game plan. And yeah, I mean, really, really positive. I think that, that's the overall feeling I got from the game as well. Every single player was comfortable on the ball and also not afraid to look for the ball to you know to, or to ask for the ball. Like, I'll take it, but it was, it was solid, solid from the two boys. And Luca Dean will go on to Collie as well. Again, another... I, I think there was, like... There's no one under seven, like, out of ten in, in the whole team, which is, which is kind of a rare thing for us. But Luca Dean, again... It was solid and bombing up and down that wing. It was just the space he had, though, Collie. I couldn't get over because Matt, I know we're talking about this, but Matt already kept getting sucked in, so there was loads of space up there for him and Charleston. But again, listen, Dana and, and the free kick he put in right on the money. 
Oh, the free kick, Joe, was was unbelievable. You know, and, and uh, look, I know we get on to talk about DCL later on, but uh, Dina, yeah, he he had so much space up along the wing there. And I know uh, Marino was again. I'm not going to start talking about sports here. Well, now Marino was quite um quite uh, crit- critical, I would presume, of Matt Hardy, and particularly in relation to his fitness. But uh, Spurs and, and Wolves obviously play a different formation, so uh, maybe Doherty was just a bit. But anyway, look, it worked to our advantage, and, and uh, I thought we'd done really well down the hole, left hand side, Joe. You know, and um, but again, Alan gave him that, you know, room, that freedom to go up the left, and the car, uh, was the same. I noticed a couple of times, Seamus would go up on the right, and as soon as Seamus the Corey would slot back into the right full, so you'd have cover in that area, you know, the kind of way. So, yeah, you know, I, I thought, look, Luca Dean is, is a very, very good player, and I'm delighted he, he's playing in the Blue of Everton, to be honest with you, because uh, he's the nearest thing I think we'll see f- uh, to Baines in a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. I think actually when he joined, Rich, we were going, when he went in, you know, talking probably three or four games, but when he so, got uh, in, like, that's it, he's there. Like, he, he's, he's just, it seemed like the Fans never has a poor game. That's it. it, it it's consistency. You know, it's week in, week out. And, we, and I suppose we were, um, whatever, we were blessed kind of in the first season that he was because he, his levels were so, so high. And we were kind of saying that he may have dropped off a little bit at the start of last season. But he was still probably one of our better performers. It just wasn't to the level that it was the season before. And I think after the break, he picked that up and continued again on Sunday, like hit the ground running. Such a trek going forward, like all the time. And you know, I I tipped him last week for the assist, so I was delighted to see him get off the mark on day one as well. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, what a, what a what a ball for the free kick, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but he'll do that week in week out. So I mean, it's such an outlet for us. But even defending, so so assured, you know, that he does it kind of all over. And yeah, really, really good. Yeah, I think on that quality, and like you were saying earlier, Mourinho moaning about the the difference in four or five yards. I don't think that that. Yardis would have made a difference. Still, would have went in on the money. He's he's that good. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think even at one stage, whoever was commentating on the Sky Sports, Joe, even said that. Well, what difference does is this going to make? You know, the kind of like at the end of the day, I think you're you're bang on there. I don't think it make any difference, uh, Joe. Just the quality of ball that you put in was just outstanding. I have to say, it really was. Yeah, yeah. Just just another, like I said, another. Seven or eight out of ten, just class. Uh, we get into the midfield. I'm gonna start with the easy one. Uh, Gomez thought he, he was he, he was steady enough, Rich. He wasn't well, I say he was, and it was hard to stand out against the other three lads. But uh, again, solid, solid seven, yeah. eight out of ten. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was his best game for us, I suppose, since his injury anyway. And he was allowed to express himself a lot more, to be more creative. And I suppose just the comfort of having Alan Decora beside him, that he was, you know, able, he knew himself that he could kind of push on and he could do do that. Do that. Um, I suppose we spoke about how, how he could benefit from the additions last week, but you don't expect to see it so quick. You know, mm. the fact that it's one game in and straight away it looked like, right, I, I trust these guys behind me and it's not a case I have to be looking over my shoulder. Has the legs around him and he just looked back to, to the best. Yeah, he tired a bit towards the end, but it's, it's, it's the first day out and, you know, it was really positive to see him kind of have a, have a good display like that, that that we missed kind of towards the end of last season and he got a bit of criticism over it. Yeah, take it. Like, it's just another solid game, Cully. He didn't put a foot wrong. 
was there when needed to be. Like I said, Alan kind of sat in behind him and gave him that, that freedom to kind of push forward when he needed to. But like Rich said, best, best game from Gomez in a long time. Yeah, I mentioned it last week, Joe, on, on the pod. Uh, I thought Gomez could be one of the uh, most uh, improved players, I think, this season. And so, you know, if he keeps getting back to fitness and, as you said himself, having the players around him, just think it gives him that little bit of extra freedom, Joe, to be honest with you. And we yeah, might yeah. say that the Gomez that we had, we got when he came in uh, at the start or at the uh, start when he was with the club, you know. Um, but yeah. I thought he done really, really well the other day. I really did. Yeah. Excellent, you really, really was. Again, it helps with, with the lads. We're going to the three new players now. Um, it's, it's amazing after the match. Like, we're usually moaning with this moan, but the, the main difference of opinion after the match was who was man of the match because there was literally four or five lads in there who could have got it. But, um, That's a great team, though, Joe, isn't it? Ah, 100%. Listen, 100%. I'd rather be moaning about who's our best player than. Who's the worst? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, we get into three lads. Um, start off with the Corey. I know when, when we signed him, Carly, you said he's like box to box. and But he literally was box to box. I mean, the, the, the one where I think Kane was true. And Kane, Kane was gone. He was literally a one-on-one with Pickford. And the Corey came steaming like a train, got in, threw a leg in. Great, great tackle. But he was just literally up and down that pitch. Yeah, I've got to be honest with Joe. For me, and it, again, this is just my own personal uh, opinion. I think uh, Decorey was for, for me the man of the match. Um, mm. I, I think he went about his work very quietly, but he he got he he put the yards in. You've already referenced that that uh, save and tackle uh, on Kane there. But he was so he was all over the pitch, Joe. You know, um, he really was. And for me, I know Alan done really, really well. Don't get me wrong, and maybe took him a bit uh, of time just to settle into the game. I thought the Corey was was bang on it from from the first minute to the ninety fourth minute, or whatever the case may be. I thought he was excellent, mm. really, really, and and a great signing by the club. hundred percent. You could see, like, I know we spoke last week as well that the, t- the new two lads, Alan and Hamas, coming into the league, the Corey had that Premiership experience. You could see it, like he was. Really, really up to the pace of the game, Rich. From the off, but mm. I mean, being up to the pace of the game without having games behind him as well just shows the the physicality of him. You know that that's I, I, it's not even an engine. Like he was just powerhouse the whole way through with not a problem on him. Like he won won balls that were there to be won. He's comfortable in possession. You know, keeps us kind of moving forward as well. And then a presence in defence, like you said, that one that one. There's one in my head is where Lucas Mora kind of touched it, and he just appeared out and over, got a tackle in, yeah. and, he, and he's up again. Like, but I suppose we knew we were missing a box-to-box midfielder. I didn't know how much until you kind of look closely and you see yeah. a performance like that put in, and it just you know pales in perspective to say what we've had before because what a presence in there, you know, yeah. unbelievable. It's just the engine he has, Colin. That's the thing. Like you say, he goes from minute one to minute night before, and it was it was. There was no drop in pace or no uh, commitment. He was just at it for the whole game. Oh, 100%, Joe. And another interesting thing, Joe, I heard literally just before kickoff, he was literally never out for Watford. I think he yeah. missed seven matches through injury over the course of his, uh, of his time in Watford. It just, mm. This guy just seems like a machine, you know. And thankfully, he, he, he signed for us and, and 
but I just genuinely thought I thought he was excellent. Really, did I thought he covered uh, every blade of uh, grass on that pitch, and it's just the the improvement of our midfield is just I don't even think there's a, a word for it, Joe. To be honest with you, you know. Yeah, well, I think I think I said a couple of times, Joe, when I was having a meltdown at the end of the season. Like we've gone from like a four Fiesta to a Ferrari as far as the midfield, because it's just the difference, Richie. It, it's and the intensity. That's that's the thing. Like, there's no slacking off or there's no like lulls in the game. It's just a full ninety minutes. You said it's like going from four Fiesta to a Ferrari, but you, you, the first time you sit into it, you're still a little bit cautious. They went for it, like you know, they just they knew how to drive it straight from the off, and it was you know that's what gets me is how. How seamless that 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 they it's like they've been playing together for years, you know. And and I I don't get it, but I don't, you know. It's it's fantastic, like because yeah, on, on, the, on. on the back of what maybe about four days training that, that that they may have all had together, you know, it's fantastic. And it just I suppose it's another compliment to to Ancelotti to say right that on four days that I can get the guys around these boys playing as well as they are as well, and it just so well for the future to say right you know on the back of another couple of weeks or another couple of months how much can we improve so it's it's all good it's all really, yeah. really positive definitely, definitely we move on to uh, a lot of people get this fella including Sky Sportsman the match Alan uh, Carly I, I just know we talked about man you, you alluded to that like he's a tackler and he gets stuck in and he's this I don't want to put pressure on the chap already, but kind of the closest that we've got to Peter Reid. But I mean, what an absolute debut. He was just fighting, tackling, running, sticking his foot in. Unbelievable. Yeah, he he uh, he actually surprised me, Joe. I, I knew he was a good player. I'd kind of done a, a little bit of research on him before he came in and seen a good few clips on YouTube and stuff like that. And I knew he was a good player, but my God, just sitting in the front of the back four there, nothing got through him. And, mm. I, uh, you know, and I think Michael Keane has come out this week since the sports game and said, you know, he's a pleasure to play with as a centre-half because he's he's the first line of defence, Joe. You know, the kind of way. But the chap, like, I don't even think he's that tall, Joe, to be honest with you. But no, no. My God, he, he, he won't pull out of a tackle, that's for sure. We'll never have a repeat of what Sigerson done actually against Spurs uh, last season, Joe, when he pulled out the tackle that time. I don't think that that's ever going to happen now with Alan, you know. But a uh, very, very special player and um, probably rightly so. Got man the match, you know. Himself and Decorey uh, were, were very, very similar in relation to their marks out of 10 for me. Uh, I think uh, just on that, Sigerson, there's one point late in the game where uh, I think, I'm not sure if it's Dardy, I'm not sure the sports player, but he, he was kind of on, on the, the right side of us and Sigurdsson was standing there, Dilly Dallin and Alan just come in, bush, ball, get out. No messing around, just just get it done. Don't be looking at the chap, just just get a foot in. Richie, it was just, again, the, the, the three lads, they had probably three of the best debuts in a long time. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, but to get the three of them on the one day as well and fit into that, mm. I think that's the key is that they all seem to do it together. But he was every place, you know. Um, and yeah, you could say he tackled everything, he intercepted everything, but he also used the ball really, really well. You know, it's not just get to tackle, it's get up, put your head up and use it and bring us forward again. And 
yeah, time and time again, it's, you know, I suppose running out and just saying the same thing between them all, but he's, he's excellent, like, you know, and again, engine kept going. I, if you were to say one kind of bad thing, I, a couple of times he may have been caught for pace kind of coming back, but I mean, he's on the back of no training pretty much as well. So uh, yeah, I, I was blown away, but I said kind of last week as well, a lot of the stuff that you, that he would do would be kind of unseen where he's just kind of showing up and breaking up play and stuff like that. But yeah, delighted to see that it wasn't kind of, that it was noticed, you know, because again, it's what we've been missing, you know? So, so it's so glaringly obvious to us, the work that he's doing, you know, but yeah, yeah. excellent debut. Excellent. Yeah. I think that, it's similar to the car and, and Hamas, which we'll get on to now in a second. It's just the, uh, the whole, they did it for the whole game. There's no, there's no, like, take a rest here for five or ten minutes and drop off. It was just, he was at it, at it, at it, Cully, just 94 minutes. See, this is, this is what winners are all about, Joe, you know, and, and, and players that have won cups and leagues in the past, they don't give up, you know, and they won't let others give up, Joe, you know, the kind of way. Um, I think that the three new signings actually complement really well one another to the day. Mm. You know, totally different players in their own right, but uh, actually complemented one another. And look, it's only a win-win situation for for us as as uh, as a club. But again, James, Alan, these two lads have won stuff throughout their, their career, and they're not coming here uh, for a paycheck anyway. In my mind, uh, Joe, you know the kind of way. So. They're, they're here to win stuff and, and uh, God help anyone now that, that doesn't put it in because I, I wouldn't reckon Alan be uh, backward about coming forward and letting him know. No, I don't, I don't think he's going to be a quiet man if someone, the likes of Davis or Sigurdsson or, or listen, even anybody. I, I think he'd mm. ball out anybody to be honest. Yeah, just, just, uh, just on that, Joe, sorry, at, at the end you could see you know, he, he was kind of driving people on. He's got no English, you know, but he's still kind of able to to get his message yeah. across when he needs them to say, right, there's another bit of energy left here for the last 10 or whatever it was. And he was, you know, it, it, it was brilliant to see as well, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just, like I said, dream debut. As well as, I'm going to move on to, I, my, I personally thought Hamez was man of the match, but that's, again, that's opinions on that. But Hamez, my God, talk about silky skills, Kali. And, like he never panicked. At one stage, there was three players around him. Just looked to his left, played the ball into the car, he turned and he's gone. And I'm there saying, "What?" Like, and then like like you were saying, even you had doubts whether he'd start his fitness levels. Mm. Ah, just unreal. It's unreal. I just couldn't get over and the vision, the the vision he has, and it, it only takes a split second because. Like the amount of times he, especially on the left hand side, we talked about that. The amount of times he'd have a quick look, and either Luca Dean or Richardson's over there, and the ball is gone. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, Joe. Oh, it's only what you seen the clip going around at the uh, on, on Facebook and social media. About, I think he dinked the ball up over a sports player, trapped it, and then then uh, released it. You know, but uh, he, I will be, I, I will be honest and say I was surprised to see him starting, but. My God, I don't think he he, he let a pass go astray, you know. Um, he you can understand why he's played at some of the top clubs around the world, you know. Um, okay, the, the last couple of years may not have gone right from for one reason or another, but my God, he's just he was yeah he, he's world class, Joe. You know the kind of way. And I wonder just uh, 
would you reckon you could see him going inside Joe or staying out on, on the wing where he played the other day? Just, I would just be interested in your opinion on that. Yeah, I, I think he's that kind of player. He literally could play anywhere across the middle. I mean, right. even 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 a little bit forward, maybe like behind the. I know we said we always need two strikers, but I think he could play anywhere across the middle, which or a number ten. He's just. But I'm lost for words. I was pouring actually just watching him. It was it was class. Yeah, I suppose having the options that he can play inside, he can play as you said, you could put him anywhere. He just oozes class in everything that he does. You know, he he made it look slow motion, as you said. You know, mm. some of the some of the stuff, the control of the ball was just different, different level, definitely compared to what what I'm used to watching anyway. <laughs> but, you know, he never seemed to panic or anything like that. You know, but he he put a bit of a shift in as well, strong on the ball. Mm. You know, was able to kind of able to look after himself. So, but. You know, some of the balls that he put in for Richardson and DCL, like they're just licking their lips to say what what's ahead of him for the season, you know, with the amount of stuff they can. And pinpoint accuracy. That one that Colley spoke about where, yeah, he trapped it in midair, touched it over a man's head and then put it on Richardson's head. Like, it was it was brilliant, you know. But, yeah. Just put that on loop. Just watch yeah. that all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There I was think. another thing, Joe, I have to say, that impressed me about Hamas. Ham- uh, he got back an awful lot. Didn't think yeah. he was a... Uh, and I thought he worked really well for the team, Joe. It wasn't not just mm. in a forward capacity. There's a couple of times I've seen him track him back, and I think he won the ball on the edge of air box, played it out to Dina, and uh, gone. So yeah, James, I thought he was brilliant. Really did. And it's a similar to the other two boys, which he, his his fitness levels were just. I know he dropped off a little bit, like here and there, kind of not went missing, but kind of took a minute just to take a breather. Because like Colley said, he hasn't played probably since October competitively. But he was just going and going and going. And again, we keep going back. The skill level of this chap is just off the chart from what we're used to. Yeah, I'd say whether obviously isn't fully up to speed at present. But even when he is fully up to speed, I'd say he kind of might drift in and out of games. But it's just to kind of... You know, maybe defenders will get lose concentration, whatever. He picks it up and boom, he's capable of doing anything on it. You know, and I suppose we have a superstar on his, on our hands, and it's you know, it's something to really, really look forward to. And you know, the, the fact that we're going to see more from week in, week out. Now it's it's you know, you're rubbing your hands in glee. You know, just waiting for him to get on the ball and create something. And you say every time that he gets close to it, something is happening. You know, so it's yeah, it's it's phenomenal to watch. You know, something that we've been looking forward to for years. You know, not even just months or whatever. This is years in the in the coming. So, yeah, long may it last. Just, just scary, Collie. Like Richie said, when he gets up the full speed, my God, if you, if that's that's the way he plays on his first match after like six months. What is he going to be like when he's playing week in, week out? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've nothing like him at the club, Joe. There's no no other player at Everton uh, is like him. Him is you know he. Um, he was excellent, excellent. That left foot was sweet, divine, uh, and long way he stay uh, injury free, Joe. Yeah, that, I think that could be the case as well, Rich. Injuries. No, I'm not quite sure. I know he fell out with Zidane, but I'm not quite sure how much of the games he's missed was due to injury. Or uh, maybe he could be used sparingly, like missed missed a, a cup game or something like that. 
Yeah, I would, th- I would think just protection more than anything. There's no need, there's probably no need to be burning him out, you know, especially the likes of, you know, this midweek cup game now, this this week, you know, you kind of give him a break and make sure. But yeah, I mean, uh, as I said, kind of when he first got over the line that when you're playing kind of games regularly as well, that you tend not to, not to get injured as much, you know, and when you're involved and you're the, you're the main man, you don't tend to get in, injured as much because people are relying on you and things. Whereas if you're just kind of coming in and out, you know, it's easy to kind of say, have a niggle, I'd sit it out, have a niggle, I'd sit it out. And yeah, I, I'm not really worried about it as such, but yeah, I would still say that we need to protect him kind of, you know, just to not, not burn it out straight away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, just a dream debut from him as well. Uh, move on to the uh, front two. Uh, Richardson, I thought, especially on the left side, when, when he kind of dropped back with him and Dina, there's, there's a little bit of a partnership former there for me, Colly. Uh, uh, I, well, I get the little small criticism out of the way. When he went around the keeper that time, one, he should have hit the target, or two, he, he could have slotted it back to, to Dominic. But that's, listen, that's the only criticism I have of him for the whole 90 minutes. His, again, this is a team through the whole squad. His walk rate was just unbelievable, running and running and running. Oh, Joe, I, I seen some stats for him after the game and the shift that that chap put in over the 94 minutes or whatever the case may be. Just unbelievable. Um. There is a downside, Joe, uh, to that, in that I don't think Dominic scores as many as he he will have because I, I still think Dominic is, should be up in a two, up, up, up top rather than a 4 3 three, But hmm. Charleston's work rate, Joe, on, on the left hand side, as you said yourself, himself and Dean are getting up and down. It, it, it was just unreal, Joe. You know, and, and he had one pre season game. I thought he'd done okay. You could see that he was still finding his feet. But to come out literally a week later and put in, put in a performance like that, Richardson's a really, really good player, Joe. And uh, again, I'm going to repeat myself yet again here. I'm so glad he's playing in, in, in the blue of Everton. I really am. He's, he's, he's a special player. Uh, a lot of people forget as well, he's only like 23. That's that's the thing. Like He's, he's only a kid. So... Uh, similar to kind of Hamas, we could have like a, a bit of a superstar on our hands here. The only again, it's it's a tiny, tiny criticism. He would have had the perfect game if he scored a goal. That's the only tiny, tiny criticism I would have him. But listen, once the goals come from somewhere, that's all that matters. But everything apart from scoring a goal was just top notch. Yeah, I, I I thought he was excellent. Just he's. Worked tirelessly throughout the game, and I, mean, I know Jose kind of picked out Matt Darty and getting abuse, but I'd say he'll have more nightmares about seeing Richardson because he tore him asunder. You know, the whole however long Darty stayed on the field, Richardson was all over him. You know, um, but he got so much supply and he was a threat with everything that he was on. Yeah, on another day he could have had three or more, but. Mm. Again, we won the game, so I'd sooner keep those for a day when we're going to need it because he will get us out of jail time and time again this season, you know, and we're going to need him. So, you know, there's no point of banging five against fours there and we're going on a drought. So I'm kind of happy yeah. there, right, you know. But yeah, look, it's, it, it, it's not a criticism, but yeah, it would have topped off a brilliant performance. Um, some of the stats that Collie was on about, he had the most pay-cons, he had 10 and he come 100% of those, won 100% of his aerial battles, 
Um, 100% tackle success. He had the most shots, the most fouls won. I mean, that's 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 some some showing. Yeah. Like I said, just missing a goal, Collie. It's 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 hypercritical, I know, but he's, he's a player of his uh, skill level should have hit the target at least when he went round the least. Yeah, he should have, Joe. And yeah, look, you said yourself, it's hypercritical, but. Um, he was. You could see he was in two minds. You know, is he a striker when he went around, or is he still that out on the left hand winger? You know, the kind of way. Um, mm. If he just settled himself, he would have just rolled it in. But it's one of them things, Joe. And, and but I don't think it's going to be too long before uh, Richardson is on the, the score sheet. Now, to be honest with you, not at all, not at all. I think as well, Rich. We spoke earlier about uh, Jose kind of targeted Coleman, and it didn't work with Son. I don't know whether Ancelotti would have targeted Matt Doherty, but. He like he absolutely had him in his pocket the whole game. Yeah, I mean it didn't look like we were targeting him as such. I think the way that Spurs play, and you kind of mentioned it earlier, that when Spurs have the ball, that Doherty's kind of gone, gone, mm. and, and it creates so much space kind of in between, in in behind him. And we were kind of breaking out with it because we were breaking everything up. That Dina and Richardson just had a load of room, but. Yeah, it's hard to know whether it was a, a tactic, you know, and, and, it, and it was capitalised on. But I think we'll see, you know, because of if we're playing in that in that kind of a formation, you know, Richardson is an attacking threat no matter where he is. So when he's on the ball, he's always going to be like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know such, but yeah, whatever it was, it worked because he was he was, he was brilliant. Just yeah. on, the, on, on the chance... I know you're kind of saying, yeah, you're being hypercritical, but the ground that he made up to even create the chance, because he created that himself as well. Yeah, yeah. He ran from kind of halfway inside his own half to beat Alavilla or whoever it was to, to get on it. I, I felt that he kind of half lost his foot in the small bit, just with kind of going around or whatever. So I wouldn't be as critical. Yeah, it's horrible to watch, you see, after doing the hard work and everything, but yeah. he created it out of nothing himself as well. So you've got to give credit for that, that it's just his work credit. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, it's not a criticism. It's just a, it would have topped off a perfect, perfect game for him. Again, another contender for man the match. Right? That's four or five lads we had for contenders. But uh, we move on to Tom. Uh, I thought, listen, he, he never shone or he never, obviously the goal. But again, just walked the centre-halves to death. I mean, an old mate of mine, sports fan, he just cannot believe that Eric Dyer is centre-half. First post, he just pulls his hair out. But, I mean, Dominic just walked, not just the centre house, but walked the whole lot of them. Ran around, Collie. Muscles, put, again, putting them under pressure. Not a great display from Dom. Topped off for the goal. Yeah, and, and Dominic will do all the hard work. And, look, he, he's getting to a stage now where he, he can he put the ball in the back of the net as well. He, and he's also coming across as very mature, Joe. I'm not sure mm. whether you, you've seen the interview or the post-match uh, interview. And I've read articles then through the summer how he's taken some of the younger players under his wing, the likes of Brandweight. And so, like, Dominic himself is only, I presume, 21, 22, Joe, maybe at the oldest, 23. But he's coming across as this mature, professional footballer who is not going to be bullied by any, any centre-halves this, this season. I make no mistake of that, you know. He runs the channels. He go through the middle. He super leap like uh, people refer to. Obviously, Duncan is, is working a lot with him on, on the training pitch, but he can just hang in the air, Joe. I, I don't know whether you've noticed that. And almost Cahill uh, like 
Uh, but that header the other day, my God. <laughs> well, there was no stopping that, regardless who was in goal, Joe. There was no stopping that goal. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, I noticed that as well, Rich. It's, it, it's not quite Ronaldo-esque, but like, he gets up there, but he seems to stay up there for a second or two longer than the, than the other players are saying. That has yeah, and it could be. I know he's he's referenced it a couple of times in interviews. The, the help that Duncan has given him. So, but whatever Duncan is doing, like it's just sal- not salmon. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't address it up. But he he just seems to hang in the air longer than Santa has. Yeah, you know you you can see it, and I suppose the real good kind of headers of the ball are able to do that. But also you can look at kind of his social media in the last couple of months. He's an absolute beast of an athlete like you know he is so strong you know and he's really kind of bulked up in the last couple of years but athletic you know he's not overweight or he's not carrying and he's so well yeah. able to use himself and it just definitely you know he's the strength to hold off defenders in the air you know but yeah and geez the power that he got behind that from whatever he was 12 13 yards out on, on Sunday like you could have two or three keepers in there they weren't saving us you know personally I thought he, he I wouldn't say struggled he was a bit slow to get into it <clears throat> into the game, excuse me, but I think being the focal point up there and whether it's kind of holding the ball up when you're having Richardson or having Rodriguez or whoever is on the other side, you know, they're just going to get so, so much change out of him because he's brilliant at what he does, you know, and people say, oh, he, you know, he won't get you 20 goals a season, but he'll create so much for the guys around him and I think it's, it's, it's not to be sniffed at because he will occupy defence, he'll create space for the guys around him as well and it'll just lead to, lead to more opportunities. Yeah, Richie, can I just ask you something there, lads? Just in relation to Dominic, do you think as fans we need to maybe, if he doesn't get to 15, 20 goals a season, but as Richie said, he'll set up other goals. Uh, we, we, as fans, we need to kind of take this into consideration. I, th- I think the pressure will will not come on him if the goals come from elsewhere, Collie. That's okay. I was just going to say that after Richie, if. Uh, like if he, it's just say if he gets listen, all strikers are judged on the goals and the amount of goals. But like if he gets say another fifteen this season, but someone else gets seven, someone else gets eight, someone else gets six, that's the pressure won't come on him then because we're not relying on him as much. So mm. it, like Richie just said there, he, he the ball's played up to him, but there's players ready and waiting if he knocks the ball down or flicks it on. We we didn't have that before. Yeah. He would play the ball forward and just stand there, and and there was no backup. So Dan was kind of left isolated a lot, but he won't with this midfield. Not a chance. Especially like the likes we we're talking about the Corey box to box. He he'd be sniffing around any knockdowns or mm. flick ons. So I, I don't think Dominic will be under pressure if he, if he, if this is to be scores fifteen goals again this year. I'd be more than happy with that. But again, Rich, he needs to get, he needs to be complimented by goals from from other other players. Yeah, hundred percent. That, and I think that there will be a a wider spread of the goals this season, so we won't be as reliant on him. But in the same breath, you're saying that he needs to be a bit more clinical himself, you know, and that it's not a case that yeah, yeah, he's alright because he's doing this. But if he's only getting one and four, whatever it is, not games but chances, you know, that he just needs to, to take his chances like he did on Sunday. But yeah, I, I mean. I, it's it's all about results at the end of the day, and if if we're winning games, um, and no matter where the get, the goals are coming from, I don't think it'll be an issue. Um, so yeah, that'd be my take on it anyway. Uh, I think I think Holly, if 
we're this critical after every match, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd take that for the absolute whole season. But just, I, listen, I think Dom, Dom, sorry, Rich, Dom, Dom will grow. Like, I think he said himself, he felt a little bit of pressure when he got to number nine because you know, at, at Everton, the number nine is it's it's an iconic number. But I think he will grow into it. But he needs help around him. Do you know what I mean? Like he he doesn't have this blistering pace that other like it's just. On a segue, a man, Timo Werner last night. My God, the speed of that chap. Dom doesn't have to, but his his other strengths make up for that. Like his strength in the air, holding the ball up, stuff like that. But again, he needs help from other players. And I I, I think he'll get it. I think he get it this season. Yeah. Just before now, we, we, oh, sorry, Richie, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, when you have the boys around, you know, when, and you're playing that little bit more progressive because you have, whether it's three up front or you have a midfield that's, that, that, that's, that's supporting as well, that you're going to get that support, whether it's, you know, it's not a case of having someone right up beside you. But also from his own point of view, he's, a, or he's come across as a confidence player. So breaking that duck on day one is massive. You know, that we saw in the last couple of, or say after lockdown, where he kind of went in a bit of a drought and he started to panic a small bit, that, you know, that's three and three kind of through pre-season and stuff as well. So I, I'm delighted to see him get the goal because hopefully he can kick on now. And, you know, we saw the run that he went on kind of when Enchilat came in and, you know, he looked unstoppable at that stage. And that's kind of what I'm kind of more looking forward to seeing out of him. Mm-hmm. Right, Kyle, you were going to say something there? Yeah, no, it was just... Um... How did you think uh, Ancelotti was? Uh, marks out of 10 uh, from a manager's point of view. I'd have to have him around 8 or 9 because you got an absolutely mm. bang on the money. Yeah. I mean, he literally did. And the thing about there wasn't one player under a 7. Do you know what I mean? Out of 10. There wasn't one. Everyone just did the business. And I just, I, again, I just hope it's not like a once off, like a, a first game rush or. I, I hope this is a, a continual thing. Yeah, I, I would agree. There's not a whole lot more that he could have done, you know, to have mm. that level, first of all. And then did, he just managed it really well. You know, well, I suppose the players kind of managed it really well, kind of on the field themselves, that they took the sting out of it when they need to, you know, just really professional, you know, that we haven't seen before, kind of won all dirty fouls and kind of killed, killed any bit of momentum that they might have been getting at stages. But even the changes, I suppose, gave Rodriguez... 89 minutes, you know. So, yeah, what was the other change was uh, Sigurdsson came on right at, at about 70 and, and, yeah. and done well as well. Other than that, I mean, you know, I mean, we controlled the game. So, yeah, I thought it was excellent just getting the team to that level. One, one thing I was very happy, I know you kind of alluded to last week, you thought Rodriguez would have come on. Like, I, I'm glad that he started the three boys. And I'm not, I wasn't proven right. He knew but that uh, Rodriguez from the start and, and the Corey and Alan just get in there, show us what you can do. And they answered the call in in spades. Really, really did. Yeah, totally agree. Okay. Yeah, so, listen, 1 0. First, we, we beat West Brom now on Saturday, lads. We'll be top of the table for a couple of hours. So, get get them printers ready. <laughs> uh, we just, we just, do a, just do a quick look ahead now to uh, Salford. Um, I think it'll be wholesale changes, to be honest, Richie. I, I, I think you can see six, seven changes coming for this game. Yeah, I, I would agree. I know initially last week we were saying, oh yeah, we have to go strong. But on the back of that, I think that giving other guys a chance to kind of come in and stake a claim will really help kind of build 
a bit of morale kind of within the squad that everybody's going to want to play for us now. You know, if you're still in around that squad and you've seen performances like like Sunday, and I think giving fellas a chance to kind of and just you know give the give the new guys a rest as well. You know, it, it's very early and you don't want to, you don't want to be kind of risking injury. So yeah, I'd, I'd be making a good few changes. Yeah, but I think the likes of John Joe Kenny, Davis, Sigurdsson, they could all come in, Collie. Yeah, Joe, I, I, I can see Pickford, obviously, I can see Pickford possibly keeping his place. Um, John Joe, Keane, Gibson, Nkonku, Sigurdsson, Davis. Would you possibly see Ramirez up front? I don't, I don't know. I can't see. Probably, yeah. Gordon, Bernard. Gordon. Yeah, Bernard. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think Bernard will definitely start. Bernard Sigerson, I think again on the flip side we spoke about this last week. Uh I don't want to not take this seriously because I think it's one of our only chances of a bit of silverware. So I wouldn't go go too far. But isn't the likes of Bernard and Sigerson and Kenny, they should come in and slot in there and be we should be beating Salford comfortably enough, especially at home. It, it, It'd be a major, major shock if he loses or draws this game. I'd like to see Dominic start up front, Joe, just to give him, if he could get another couple of goals, give him that mm. added confidence. As Richie said, you know, um, I could see possibly him starting up front, but definitely think uh, Bernard and, and, and Gordon will definitely come in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I think, listen, we, we should we should beat them, can't we, lads? So, that's, that's it. If we don't beat Salford. I'm giving up. I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll take a short break. This is uh, obviously recorded before the Salford game. So we'll take a short break, come back, and we review uh, the Salford win and we'll preview the West Brom game. Talk to you in a second, folks. This is Kevin Campbell, and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Okay, now we'll take a quick look back at the... Uh, Eventually, good win against Salford. Uh, ten changes, Rich. Not really a surprise, but I didn't. I didn't think there was going to be that many, to be honest. No, I didn't expect ten. But again, I suppose it's given lads a chance to come in and to show, and and I suppose resting legs of the guys who have played. It's still very early doors within the season, so keeping it fresh and keep everybody, you know, with 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 our eye on the prize about trying to trying to win a place in the in the first eleven. So yeah, hard to fault it when you look at the job is done. You know. That's, I think that's the, the main point out of the whole thing. Yeah, I think this, especially the early games, the banana skins, and it, it's kind of a tricky situation. Like, like you win 1 nil, it's, oh, you should be winning 4 or 5. You win 4 or 5, and people say, no, oh, that's what, what's expected. It's, it's, it's a no win situation, really. It just, it's, it's just about getting into the, the half of the next round, nothing else. 100% and Sky must have had us pinpointed to, to beat up Banana Skin the fact that they had us on as well you know and even you, you hear Neville and Carragher making a bit of a skit kind of throughout it you know that it's just kind of hoping that they'd have something to kind of cheer throughout it and that wasn't for us winning either Yeah I think they only had them on because Neville kind of pushed his because he's involved there with the lads gigs and skulls so feel bad for the lads to get on TV but um, I'd say 10 changes and it was all about Kind of a mix of people want to get in Carlo's eye for the first team, and maybe a couple of fellas being put in the shop window. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's what you well in the in the shop window, or else kind of staking a, a late claim to be involved with the squad. Mm. So, I mean, everybody, why the windows open? There's there's still a lot to be played for. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think there was guys in the fringes who came in and, and, and done themselves no harm at all. And then there was a couple of other guys who probably didn't shine. But again, it's, it's one game, it's sharpness, it's early on. It's very hard to kind of read too much into it. So, yeah, I mean, I was very impressed with how Anthony Gordon and Nkanku performed down that, down that mm-hmm. side, linked up really well and bringing Bernard into it as well. I thought the three of them were, were really good and Sigerson kind of came into it and controlled it later on as well. They, yeah. for me, were the, were the standout. Obviously, Michael Keane was, was very, very comfortable at the back without having a whole pile to do. Other than that, I mean, people just went about their jobs for me. You know, there was nothing outrageously good, nothing outrageously poor. You know, it's very hard to kind of read. We are playing a League Two side as well. So, you know, as yeah. you said, it's it's get get the job done and get into the hat for the next round. Yeah, just, on, just on that, I know you said we're playing a League Two side. It, 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 lads should be taking their chances. And But listen, again, I don't want to be Mr. Negative. I, th- I didn't think Moyes Keane, like Sean, the way he should have against it. Like you said, a League Two defence. Yeah, I, I mean, he's the one. And I suppose I didn't want to name names for that reason. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he wasn't great on the outset of things by any means. But, again, it's first game. You say, is he up to sharpness? And hit the post twice and, you know, stood yeah. up and, and took a penalty. So, you could be kind of saying, I mean, shoulda, woulda, coulda, of course, that, that, that he's on the back of a hat-trick. And he got a hat-trick playing bad, you know, you'd be read about how good he is. But, yeah, he wasn't great and he was. But then... Did he get a whole pile of ball? He seems to work hard, but seems to kind of his control lets him down a good bit. It seems a little bit kind of like he's rushing stuff nearly all yeah. trying too hard almost at this stage. So you know, you just be hoping to get a couple of games because if obviously we're recording this on Friday, and Ancelotti has had his um, his press conference for the weekend and said that he's going to be involved. So we are going to need him throughout the season. So I think it's kind of backing him and hopefully that he get that confidence. And if that's a couple of a run in, in this competition or whatever it is because you know he, he he's pretty much the only backup striker that we have yeah I think in fairness to him like he, he was it was like a lone striker role because the, the midfield was kind of packed there was no one really sitting beside him so similar to what we said last year that Dom needs someone upside him maybe he's the same and he, he didn't really get it even though the midfield did like advance and, and they were beside him, but there was no real strike partner for him. So there wasn't, and then there's no room either to kind of play through. So you're only kind of feeding mm. on scraps because when we were kind of pinning them, we were pinning them back like for long periods. So you're not getting any great balls to run onto that it would kind of see as some of his strengths, you know. So yeah, I mean it's it's a difficult one. You don't want to write him off on the back. Of, I won't say one game because he's he's been a season, but he hasn't. Had a run of starts, you know, yeah. and I said, let him play 60, 70 minutes and whether he will or he won't, unless it comes down to an injury or whatever. But look, as long as he's at the club and he's kind of part of our plans, we kind of have to get behind him and say, right, this, hopefully that, that things do turn for him, that there must be a player in there somewhere. But yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he, did, he, he didn't set the world on, on, on fire on, on Wednesday night. But yeah. to be honest, I was kind of more disappointed with, with, with sorry, go ahead. Just frustration. That's that's like it's, it's, it, we went through this a lot last week. Just we know there's a player in there. It's just frustrating that you only see glimpses of it, and it doesn't. Like he should be. I know he said he hit the post a couple of times, but he should be getting at least two goals, three goals against the likes of Salford. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, what do you do? Do you, do you, do you change the whole formation to try to accommodate and to, and, to, and to better him in different systems and see how to get the best out of him? I think the important thing for us is that we keep winning and just keep moving on because once we're winning, confidence and morale will build within the squad and that may help him kind of on the field as well. And I think that's the important mm-hmm. thing, you know, getting a goal. Didn't look overjoyed with it. To be honest, <laughs> it looks like he looks like he backed two 0 <laughs> Yeah, didn't look overjoyed about it. You know, when you say right that he was so eager to take it, but you know, I'd say he might have been frustrated himself, as you said. You know, yeah, but... I think that was like I said. It looks like the frustrating. He just like he looked seriously fed up. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I, I, I was probably more frustrated with Walcott outright because the fella of his kind of experience that has been around for a long time, I don't even remember him taking on kind of t- taking someone on kind of in the last third to get past him and put a ball in, you know. Yeah. So really disappointed for a guy who you're saying that will we be looking to kind of come on and influence games? And yeah, yeah I didn't. But I know again, you know, it's it's one game, but. Like he's listen. He's a senior player at this stage. You know what I mean? Well, in age, I don't mean length at the club, but like he's 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 a senior player. So I don't. I think like Theo's running out chances. To be honest, I think so. Yeah, and but, as we're talking more about kind of bringing in wingers and stuff, he seems to be the one that mm. that, that could be pushed out because the guys on the left hand side, Anthony Gordon, even Bernard, and possibly Awobi, you know that we have a lot of strength there. So it seems like he he could be the one that'll be pushed out, but yeah, not not doing yeah. himself any favors. I think. No, no. Okay, that's all the negative shit out of us. <laughs> Listen, I thought standout player on the night was Anthony Gordon. He was up, down, around, shooting. Again, like hit the, he must have hit the woodwork two or three times himself. But, uh, what, a, what a display. Yeah, excellent. But I, I just love the way he gets the head down, takes fellas on, push it outside and run past, you know. So, yeah. so direct, you know, and... I don't know if the word is brazen, you know, he's fearless, you know, great to see because, uh, you know, we were all kind of crying for a goal to go in for him because he more than deserved mm. it. But yeah, brilliant performance and uh, probably done enough to get himself into the reckoning for the weekend. I think so, yeah. He's one, he's one of the players knocking on the door. Um, another one, I don't know if he's not going to maybe start, but and Conku, he was excellent again. Up and again, he, he, like you said, at the start, Seems to be striking up a little understanding with Anthony Gordon. Yeah, and his first senior start, you know, yeah. at, at any club like so, so, so it's a it's a serious turnout from from him, you know. But um, so I know we spoke about it kind of after one of the preseason games, but he's you know his athleticism and everything. But again, you know, not afraid, pushing on. You know, again, yeah, it's it's only Salford, but yeah, I mean, the, the way he played the game was fantastic, you know, and yeah, great use of the ball, but looking to take fellas on, get into the final third, kind of be there to to take, to give it and to go. Excellent performance from him, and we won't have done himself any harm. Yeah. So uh, down downside is uh, injury to Jared Brantwaite. Um, hope it's not too serious. I know there's talk it could be an Achilles, but I uh, hope he won't be out for too long. No, thankfully it was, um, actually Lottie was out this morning and he said that four to five weeks and that, okay. it's, a, that it's an ankle problem. So okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, it looked so innocuous, you know, just seemed to do it kind of on, as he was running off the field, kind of mm. chasing the ball and then just didn't go down probably at that stage. But yeah, um, never good. And that's two centre halves were down, which is a pity because it's, again, it was it's good game time for him to be getting um, and clearly was going to be involved. 
for the squad. But yeah, look, thankfully it's only four or five weeks and hopefully that he'll recover and be back. Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, next up is away to Fleetwood. Uh, visit to Mr. Joey Barton, which should be interesting in the lead up to it. Um, and obviously the draw has been made for after that. So if, if we get past Fleetwood, we're home to West Ham or Hull. So I don't see any fear there, to be honest, Rich. Not at all. And as as we said, look, not to be getting ahead of ourselves and kind of whatever, but we said we need to have aspirations and you need to be aiming to, you know, to, to, to win things or whatever it is. And basically in two weeks' time, we could be in the quarterfinal of this cup by winning against Fleetwood and against West Ham or Hull at home. And there's no reason why we can't and, and shouldn't be confident about it. Yes, not to be over cocky and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to happen. But yeah, we need to be confident and we need to believe as well and, and, and kind of back them that they're going to do it. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a great draw. And... I think if you get into the quarterfinal, you, you might see the, like the, the, the big ones if you want coming into play then because, listen, we spoke about it before, we, we need to take this and the FA Cup series because it's our only real chances of silverware. So I, I think if we get into the quarterfinals, you'd see the likes of Dom and Alan, maybe not Hamas. I don't know if it'd be fitness levels up for three games a week, but it's time to start taking it serious if, again, if we, if we get past Fleetwood, West Ham or Hull. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm not sure what the break is kind of from that stage or is it going to be run straight through in the next couple of weeks, but... Yeah, I mean, because it's it's so quick, you know, you get to that stage, then you can, because fellas have a bit more game time under the legs and they're a bit more up to speed. And they, you know, I would say there'd be no problem with the Corey going out there, you know, whether it's, if it, if it's two games and stuff. And obviously, if you're in a quarter final and the game is there to be won, I, I, I'd be looking at him then because you're, uh, the semifinals aren't at Wembley or whatever, but they're one leg now as well compared to where they used yeah. to be too. So, yeah, I mean, you, you're, you know, there's a massive, massive opportunity there for us, so... But look, we'll get that far, and I'd say we'll worry about it then when we see what the draw is and and we see what what, what awaits us. But yeah, it's it's another oh, step. Oh, the... happy good, yeah, happy good into the next round, and uh, hopefully, like I said, we continue on this run. I'd like to see again. I don't know whether he he'll make wholesale changes for Fleetwood, but we look at it. But I I I'd say it'd be similar to what we're seeing, like against Salford. I would, players again. I would presume so, yeah. Um, just that he, again, spoke this morning and, and was saying that um, it's an opportunity for them and that fellas aren't fully fit. So, you know, it's about rotating and, and getting mm-hmm. kind of everybody up to a certain level, you know. So because these games are coming ticking fast at this stage of the season as well, it's a good opportunity. And look, as you said, even if it's the guys that aren't going, kind of going to be involved the weekend, really it's they should still be strong enough to get over Fleetwood and you have the guys in, in, in reserve to come in hopefully it won't be needed but yeah I would expect again probably maybe not 10 say the 10 that you might you might see one or two kind of extras kind of drop into it and stuff so but yeah I would, I would still see many 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 changes yeah okay take a short break and then we'll come back and we look forward to the game against West Brom thanks uh, I'm delighted to be joined for the next instalment of Behind the Enemy Lines by Vaughan, Dell and Dermot, who are with me this week to look forward to this weekend's clash with West Brom. The lads are part of the Irish Baggies and they're going to give us a bit of an insight into, into how their season is looking. Um, lads, welcome and thanks very much for your time. Um, I suppose to start us off, can you give us a bit of a background on your West Brom connections and how the love affair started for you guys? Okay, well, I'll go first as I'm the oldest, I think. 
Um, my mum and dad were Irish and they met, got married and lived in Birmingham for 35 years. And my dad became a baggy supporter because there was three Irish players played for them at the time, um, and which was quite unusual in those days. And he was actually there when they got promotion in 1949. And they both used to take me to games. And the first game I remember is 1953. Uh, I remember seeing some great players of that era. I remember seeing some great United teams. Saw the Busby Babes with Duncan Edwards playing when he was about 19. Um, and I think, you know, the 50s and 60s were, were great eras for football. And also some great games with Everton. I think Everton and West Brom fans always got on with each other because uh, both teams played really nice football. Uh, especially with the, you know, the midfield of Everton, Harvey, Kendall and Ball were great players and uh, ran the midfield for them. And Everton had quite a bit of cup success like we did in the 60s and early 70s as well. So that's me. That's, and I've lasted to this day. And, and my son's, uh, one who lives in Australia, gets up at five o'clock in the morning to watch the games, you know. So that's, yeah. that's me. And, and I'm still doing it 60-something years later. That's what it does. It sucks us in. It does. Uh, it does. What about yeah. your phone? Uh Similar to Dal, I was born near the ground um, to Irish Irish family around there as well. And my dad had, and my granddad had followed the Albion, so it just gets passed up and through, you know. So um, season ticket holder since 77, 78 now. Um, yeah, a bit sport, I suppose. The first couple of seasons were, were decent. Um, Ron Atkinson, very good team. Regis, Batson, Cunningham, all, all of the lads. Sort of been downhill from then, but um, but no, no, um, been an absolutely fantastic journey. Wouldn't have it any other way. Um, still have the season tickets. Go over when we can. Um, clearly looking forward to going over whenever, whenever it kicks off again. But yeah, have uh, two girls and a and a boy here, all, all in the stripes, and wouldn't have it any other way. Um, everybody loves going over there. Look, it, as Dow said, um, great, great club, um, family atmosphere. Smaller than some of the big clubs over there now, but um, yeah, it, it pulls at your heartstrings. It gets you going and. When they win, it's fantastic. When they lose, I can put you down for a few days, as we all know, I think. That's it. You know, they're up for this you, you, you enjoy the, the good days an awful lot more after, after suffering. <laughs> so, suffering Absolutely. Like, like we do anyway. And yeah, yourself, exactly. uh, I was lucky enough to be born in Cork. And uh, <laughs> all my mates growing up, there were the big ones, Man United, Arsenal, Celtic, etc., etc. And uh, I was looking for a team to support. And uh, I went in to watch the FA Cup semi-final in 1978, West Brom in Ipswich. And uh, yeah. John Wilde went in for a ball and he got a gash across the head. He put a big bandage on his head and he came back on and I goes, that will do. That's where it all started. I was, the, I was there for that. I was there the, for that day and very disappointed. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, I was disappointed myself. Little did I think. Uh, 40 years on, that I be still going over to watch the baggies? <laughs> you know, but as uh, Vaughan said, I loved every minute of it. Um, we've had our ups and downs, you know, been to Wembley a couple yeah. of times. You know, I, and I was only saying it to someone there recently that even though we, the, the great escape, you know, that day, the great escape was absolutely unbelievable and um, when we stayed up in the last game of the season. But for me, it was the 2 0 victory against Swansea under Ozzy Ardiles that changed the whole yeah, thing for the Albion. I agree. Absolutely. You know? yeah, I was there for that as well, mate. It was a summer yeah. night. It was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I cried and I spent hours on an old mobile, <laughs> and I mean, this mobile form was about, it was like something that Del Boy used to sell, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get tickets for, for tickets for Wembley, you know. So, you know, uh -huh. that, that was it. 
and I'm lucky enough of being at Goodison Park as well. So, you know, and I know a couple of the Toffee fans over here, and you know, yeah, I was going to say Goodison Park. In. Goodison Park, Richie, one of my favourite grounds. It's a proper old style ground. It's going to be a a big change when you move, isn't it? It is, yeah. And you know what? I've heard that from a lot of kind of other opposing fans that they just love love coming to it because right it has yeah, right a traditional feeling yeah. of, of the ground inside it, you know. But, yeah, it's um, nice and, and tight. And... and Everton supporters do tend to be Liverpudlians. We went to Anfield a couple of years ago and my son and his mates wanted to go drinking. So I had to go and collect the tickets from the guy who was coming up from West Brom. And I stood outside under the Bill Shankly statue and I never heard a scouser. <laughs> and I commented, I commented on it and we, we went drinking on the night and we went in this pub and there's two old lads probably near the same age as me and they Everton supporters and they just I got a, a jumper on just with a West Bromwich badge and they said oh we were hoping you beat them lot today I think Liverpool got an equaliser in the 96th minute or something like that and I said yeah I said uh, I said, I'm pleased to meet you. I said, you're the first two Scouse football supporters I've met today. I said, because I've been up there and I heard every other accent but Scouse. And he said, you don't want to take any notice of that place, mate. It, it, it's, a, it's only, um, it, it, what, what was it? it, it it's only a tourist attraction nowadays. <laughs> and, I, and I love the sense of humour and that just said it all, you know. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I suppose to move, to move it along, I suppose it's, it's your first season back after a couple of, couple of years out of the top flight. Um, the opening weekend didn't go according to plan for you, really. But it's only one game, so I suppose what what can you expect from from West Brom this season? You know, or what can we expect to see? I th- I, I'll be honest. I think our season is October when we've got all those teams that we'll be battling against, the likes of the the the, the middle table clubs, as we call them, the bottom clubs. You know. Fulham, Leeds, all these teams. I think we got five or six against the so-called bottom half of the table, and I think that's where our season will start. Absolutely, absolutely, Tim. I, I, I mean, Leicester finished fifth last year. They didn't beat one of the top four. I think the gap between yep. the top six and the bottom fourteen is getting huge. So uh, we still need, obviously, a striker. We're we're very short of strikers, probably two. Uh, but I think other than that, we're we're reasonably well set now. What about you, Vaughan? I'd agree, Dal. Yeah, I'd agree, Dermot, as well. I would say, look, let's get September out of the way. It's never nice to lose a couple of games, but let's be realistic. We've got Chelsea, Man City, Everton, Leicester. You know, it, it, it's a tough start. Um, uh, hopefully, if we don't get, you know, a couple of results in there, it doesn't put players off from joining us. That's the danger of the um, mm. transfer window, not finishing until October now as well. They'll see us, you know, potentially with three or four games and only a couple of points or or, or maybe nothing. But look, um, I, I would agree. I, I think, what can we expect from us this season? Look, we've got to beat the teams around us. We've got to beat the teams up to anywhere from eighth, ninth downwards because, because I think the Premier League is such a... Uh, it's it's so polarised now. Top six or seven and then it's everybody else. Um, I think if we can take a few points from, from some of those guys, start getting a couple of victories... Um, I think we'll give it a go. You know, I, th- I think you'll find completely different from the previous seasons where we've been under Pulis and, and, and a couple of other managers the last couple of years. And um, yeah, look, I, I, I think pick up a few points there. Let's see how we go. Sign another couple of players, as you say, they'll definitely need a, a striker. Um, I think we'll surprise a few. I think we'll pick up a few results. Um, where would we, would we finish? I don't know. Maybe, look, we'll be realistic anywhere between 10th and 15th. But... 
Yeah. It's going to be a good result for me. It would, yeah. It would, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but really he, we've got a good manager. Bilic is, is a good manager. We have. He, he, yeah. he, he's not a loser. He's a, he's a winner. You know, he's, yeah. he's yeah. not there for the ride. I've got experience in the top division as well. Um, I suppose I didn't realise that your start was so was so so tough having having to play. Yeah, all it's the tough now. <laughs> it does because it just kills a bit of momentum. But you mentioned it does, the, yeah. the, about the need to get in a striker and possibly some other bodies. I suppose I know you have got some in and brought in Ivanovic this week as well. Um, are you yeah. happy with the business that you've done in the window, or is there more that you, along with the striker, that you feel you need to do? Yeah. Well, we. We really uh, signed the players that we had on loan. I mean, I think getting Dean Garner was very good. I couldn't believe uh, West Ham let him go. Absolutely. Uh, Pereira, I think, will have a big influence this year, especially if he gets a striker, because it was noticeable against Leicester the first half an hour we were okay. But once Leicester sorted out how the players, they, they, yeah. they really took us apart uh, because we got yeah. no outlet, really. And, and the guys up, up front uh, are very good Pereira, Dean Garner. Edwards, I like Edwards, who's a young lad who's, uh, well, he's not young anymore. Agree. But uh, I like them all, but they do need a focal point. And unfortunately, Charlie Austin, I think he's passed it. Uh, Robson Khan, who's all right yeah. as a squad player, but we need a, a big influence up front. I think Ivanovic is going to be good. A lot of fans have said no, but he's not going to be running no. up and down the touchline. He's playing centre-back. He's a Premier League yep. winner and he'll, he'll add yep. a lot of experience. I think we need, I'd agree, I think we needed Ivanovic. We needed that voice in the dressing room. Someone who's been there and done it. You know, we needed somebody who can just bring the other lads along. I don't know if you heard Bartley on the telly there the other night and um, when we played Leicester. And somebody played a ball across and just went under the foot. It went out. And we were under a bit of pressure for five or ten minutes. You could hear him shout, look, lads, we've spoken about this. Calm down. So they've obviously spoken about it. They obviously know that they're, they're, they're moving up a level now. And they need to adjust to that. We haven't got that much Premier League experience in there. Jake Livermore, I suppose, Kieran Gibbs. But, like, you know, let's, let's be honest, there's, there's not a lot in there. Mm. Um, so we needed that voice. I think it's clear, Dal, it was clear last season we needed a striker. We didn't have a striker. We got promoted without a striker last season, well, which was a phenomenal effort. We lost Gale and Rodriguez from the season before, 50 goals. We got promoted without a striker. Fantastic achievement. But when you look at that team, we're going into the Premier League with championship-ish Strike force. Not going to work. We're going to need to take our chances. We might only get two a game. We have to take them. Um, I suppose, I noticed kind of last week that you set up with more of a five at the back as opposed to you were kind of more four at the back uh, last, or the, yeah, I said last season. Is that right? Or, you know, yeah. um, is the style of play kind of very different to when you were last? It's, it's obviously very different to when you were last in the Premier League under, under Puyas. You know, what, what can we kind of expect to see from from how you set up and stuff like that, do you think? I think I think last week he, he wanted to accommodate the three centre-backs. Uh, he could see that we were going to defend quite a bit. Now, Furlong, who plays right full-back, he's pretty good. He's, he's very good attacking-wise going down the wing. And Gibbs is pretty good getting forward as well. So I think he was really more playing it with, as four at the back, but one of the full-backs, whichever one, had got the licence to go down the wing. Uh, and also, I mean... He, Darrow O'Shea, who's very, very good, the young Irish lad, and I think he's going to be very good in the Premiership as well. He wanted to get him, him in, in the team, um, and he played right, right back for us for most of last season, but he is basically a centre-back, and I thought he, he had a decent game in the main. Um, Vardy scored two penalties, but he didn't get much else of a kick, and I think that was the intention. Village was worried about Vardy, uh, and apart from his two penalties, he, he, he didn't have many chances, so 
that setup work, but I wouldn't say you're going to see it every week. No, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. And I think it'll be interesting to see where Ivanovic fits in. I, I assume he's going to play. Um, I assume he's going to play tomorrow, probably at centre-half. Um, so we'll see who, who drops out. Um, I, I, I think it'll be relatively solid, Richie. I don't, you know, I don't think he'll go crazy with anything. I think he'll probably try and... Um, he realises we're not going to have 60%, 70% possession. I think he realises, you know, we, we, we could be you know, below 50. We could be 30 40, 40% in a, in a lot of games. I think they've just got to be clever when we have it. We've got to keep it. Um, we've got to cut out any individual errors. Like last week, the first goal was an error. Sawyer's lost the ball in midfield, didn't track back. The ball comes over, it's a goal. You're going to get that in the Premier League. Teams, teams are going to punish you. Yeah, you get punished. Second, the second time's a penalty, the third time's a penalty. Two silly mistakes. So two individual, three individual mistakes. Yep. Now, I suppose you could point all goals and say, yeah, they're all individual mistakes. But that, there were three crucial pieces there. We played very well in the first half, probably up to about, what, 50 minutes? And then it just fell apart. The first goal went in and Bilic himself said the heads went down. You know, the mentality was wrong. And that, that, that was the most worrying thing that came out of that game for me. Not, not, the, not the result, really, not the defeat. You know, we, we Leicester a top team. But if, if he realises that the mentality was that the players sort of lost that little bit of, you know, belief or something already, you know, 55 minutes into the Premier League season, we, we, yeah. we have to get that right. And I think Bilic um, bringing in Ivanovic is probably looking towards that. Oh, yeah, I can see it's been more defensive because, uh, I mean, I like Would, would you consider Vine that... Um, Go on, Damon. Go on, Damon. Um, when you go back to the point that you just made, do you think when 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 um, Leicester scored the first goal, the players went into and said, "This is going to be damage limitation," and that's why Bartley gave away a soft, stupid, silly penalty. Yeah, well, I, it, I think. Like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, and I think men- mentally. You know, look, we all know it's going to be a tough season. Even the players know that they're, they're not, they're, you know, they realise it. It's a big step up. And I just think they played so well for 45, 50 minutes. We had one chance, I think maybe two, nothing big. First goal for us was key. If we'd have got ahead, different game. Um, one nil down, Dermot. I, I just think they just thought, here we go. Hmm. And, you know, the we've got to get out of that mode. Yeah. yeah. And, and if the yeah. players are thinking that, we've got to get out of that mode, you know, we've actually got to go for it. Just look at Leeds. Um, Look at Leeds the day before. That didn't happen to Leeds. You've got to have belief in your style of play. Bring yeah. somebody like Ivanovic in with that little bit of experience and that leadership kind of to just settle guys yeah. down when, when things go. I, I, That's, I, I hope, hope so. I but hope I, I so. Think, yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Tomorrow, you're, I like that Richarlison. I saw him when he, was, when he played for yeah, Watford. Yeah, he's good. He's a good player. Yeah, Calvert-Lewin has improved immensely over the last 12 months or so. I liked him when he was a, a young lad, but he, he's improved immensely over that time. So yeah. I think, you know, we, we will be looking to being defensive. Uh, and without that focal striker, you might get a, a little bit of uh, a flurry from Diangana and Pereira. But I don't see us offering until we get a... I mean, here we were looking at Mandzukic. I'd pay him. I'd pay him the money. I don't care if he's 34. That bloke will get 20 goals. Agree. Agree. And I think there's no transfer fees, just wages, though. Yeah, just pay him the money. I, I, but until, yeah. we, until we get that, I, I wouldn't look forward to going to... Goodison or any of the clubs in the top six or eight uh, with much um, hope, shall we say, you know? To score. Yeah, it, it's goals, with Richie. We, you know, we need to find goals somewhere. And I, I know it's a key for every team. But, you know, in most teams, you can see that they've got a striker here or they've got somebody here and do a bit of magic. We've got Dean Garner, we've got Pereira. Yeah, maybe so. So if we get a free kick or something, or, you know, they go past someone and produce a bit of magic, great. I'd, are we going to score the scrappy goals, the one nils, you know, the, the six-yard goal? I said... I don't think we are, and 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 I and I, and I think Dow's right. I think until we get that focal point, 
um, we might struggle a bit. So hopefully in the next week or so we'll we'll have a bit of um, we'll have a bit of movement on that because we need it, Dal. You know, um, Dermot, we you know we we need that striker in. We don't want to be signing that striker on October the third or whatever it is, whenever the window closes. It's too late by then, guys. You like you know we've got I to think, get them in. I think we're trying, but I, I just think it's not. I know. It's not worth signing somebody for the sake of signing. Like I, I agree. Like we've done in the past, yeah. you know. Yeah, I agree. Don't, don't, don't want to panic, but yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and Grant's up for it, apparently, but 16 million's a lot of money for him. And, you know, we haven't got the money to pay up front. There's a big but difference. He, he's um, young and he's an investment. In yeah. Like, um, okay, I, I got to agree there as well, Vaughn, right? But we bought a player that, to me, is an investment, and that's Pereira. Agree. He's a, he's a massive Pereira. So... He's, we could get a 16 million if he, if he starts play, turning on for us. We could get 16 million. That would pay for uh, Grant to come in. If you know what I mean. Like, so we, we, we've I got the assets. We've got the assets there. To, I, to I agree. Up. I mean, I think Dean Garner and... Um... Dean Garner and Pereira are worth a lot more than we paid for them. Um, you know, if they have a half-decent season, we, we could easily get 20-plus for those guys next season. But, you know, what, what we need is somebody in now to... To, to put the ball in the back of the net and yeah, it's been, at the minute it's been, I don't see it when you're saying that you may only get a couple of chances per game you need to be clinical and be taking them to, to, you do. to turn absolutely yeah. and, when you, yeah. and when you are in the ascendancy in the premiership you've got to score because if you don't absolutely, you the other teams absolutely. And, and it was obvious with Leicester when they sorted out how to play us they really put us to the sword they, they yeah they did yeah agree but the biggest thing from my point of view Dale is the, the biggest point, thing from my point of view from the first game of the season is that if we had drawn with Leicester last week we were painting over cracks oh absolutely and it's given us a chance to give the club a chance to say right okay this is what we need in order to stay up if we go for it yeah we'll stay up if not look at what's going to happen yeah, definitely. And as a as a striker position, anyway, you know, you, you need to be getting goals. You need to be creating chances. You know, without it, without it, every every team struggles. You know. Yeah. Um, I yeah. suppose Dale, you alluded there kind of briefly to to your thoughts on Everton with Richardson and and Calvert Lewin. Um, do do you have other kind of thoughts on how our season may go? Kind of what's what's the, what's the view from the outside? Do you know? I think very good signing Rodriguez, great player, obviously. But yeah. do you know? I think your best signing is. Corey. Yeah, I, just I think he's the, he's the player that every club needs. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. Um, he's he's going to hold the whole thing together while those other lads play. I think he's probably your best signing. Really? Yeah, it was really good to see the three of them hit the ground, kind of running, kind of last, last last week. It was so refreshing. You know, they looked like they'd been playing together for 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 years, but not even. Well, a... they seem to complement each other. There's, you know, they, yeah. they haven't just been plucked out the bag because they were available. Yeah. It looks like they complement each other. But uh, I do exactly. I, I, like that I think he's a really good player. And I, and I, and I agree, Alan. I think that's that's a combination of good coaching and good players. Like you get good quality players and you get a good coach. These yeah. lads will fit in together and play with each other. At any level, and, and that's what you're dealing with there. These are good quality players with a good quality coach who know they know what to do. Yeah, and it's I suppose um, the recruitment plan. It's something that we haven't, yeah. had, or we didn't seem to have before. So it seems like you know this is where we need this is where we need to strengthen, and we've done it. So yeah, we're hoping that we can can kick on on it. And how are you, how are you guys thinking about Mason Holgate? Because we obviously had him for a season, 
and he was superb for us. Like if we if we could have got him back, playing fullback for us, and he's centre back, man. He's centre back. He is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't think we were expecting him to progress the way that he did after being out on the on the year at loan, especially when he didn't even play as a centre half. But yeah, he was he was phenomenal last year. He was probably one of our players yeah. of the season. Um, unfortunately, he picked up an injury in the last preseason game and his own. Yeah, yeah, he'd be he was kind of the first kind of centre half. You know, and it was going to be who will be beside him. Yeah. Uh, I'm running out of time here, guys. So just quickly, okay. kind of before the end, do we want to have some predictions before tomorrow? Two-two. Two-two. Go on, Dow. <laughs> Go on, Dermot. Two-two. Uh, Two-nil to Everton. And that's very unusual for me because I'm a very optimistic fan. What did you say, Dow? Two-nil? Yeah, I'd probably go along with that. I just don't see where the goals are coming from. Um, yeah, the, the goals worry me. Um, you know, um, and just, just a little bit about the mentality there last week about letting the goal in. So I hopefully keep it think, tight for 15, 20 minutes as we always do. I think the mentality will be cured, but uh, you know, and yeah. I do, I do think we will get a good striker because our recruitment's been pretty good the last couple of windows. But it has. tomorrow yeah. we're, we're not ready for Everton at Goodison tomorrow, so I, I would know. I'd agree. Two nil. Yeah, I'd probably go along with that. I, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope I'm not. <laughs> I hope you're wrong, Dale, but... I hope I'm not. Lads, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure to have you on and I'd love to, to chat some more. Uh, hopefully you'll join us for the return leg back, back at your place later on in the season. Um, the best of luck for the rest of the season kind of after tomorrow and hopefully we'll catch up soon, all right? <laughs> Definitely. All the best. Thank you. All the best. Yeah, okay, so we look forward now to the, uh, Saturday's early morning kickoff against West Brom. Uh, I, I think you'll see all of them players coming back in. Uh, from the sports game he were arrested midweek because yeah, you can't change a winning team I know it sounds silly after changing for Salford but from a lay perspective colleague, I think it has to be same again same 11 yeah Joe I think uh, I think it is um, West Brom game on Saturday is going to be very important for a couple of, couple of uh, reasons in my mind uh, one and Ancelotti said this after the sports game there has to be con- uh, uh, we have to win again on Saturday uh, continuance of the win last mm. season we went too, too often one win one loss one win one loss and the West Brom are, are, are going to play a lot uh, possibly play 5-3-2 uh, or 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one. so he's going to come and he's going to try and get out with a draw so we have to be we have to be wise enough to break them down Joe you know um, now I can't see anything but a win for Everton but uh, I don't think it's going to be as as easy game as possibly what we all envisage it might be I think it could be different to the sports game Rich I think West Brom may now I might be wrong they might come and sit there you know sit back pack the midfield pack the defence so it'd be a different option than sports like we, we, we'll have a, a lot of the ball it just needs that creativity, and I think we have that in space you now, especially with Hamas. I mean, he can he can pick a pass from anywhere. Yeah, a hundred percent. I suppose you know we're saying that we won't change a whole lot. They had a bad kind of outing, kind of first day out against Leicester, so they're going to want to get off the mark as well. Um, you know, they did start with five at the back last week. Five four one they went. 
So, and that's where we've struggled was breaking in the last couple of years, kind of really breaking down those teams to kind of sit in and try to make it really difficult. But yeah, as you said, we, we now have the creativity and imagination. So I would expect us to be able to. And I think if we can do it early, it kind of brings them out of that as well. So it's just a case of kind of being patient until we get our chance. But yeah, I'd expect us to kind of to, to, be, to be well able to do it now, now with, the, with the personnel that's there. Uh, I t- I, like I said, I, t- I think we should. The confidence after after beating Spurs should be oozing now. So I I think I can't see anybody at home win. To be honest, really. No, I I I definitely think we we come away with the game with three points. So I do agree with Richie though. If we can get that early goal, it will force them out, and I think we could pick them off then three or four nil, Joe. But it's it really depends how early we can get our goal, if you know what I mean. Um. But no, it's, I can see nothing but a home win, to be honest with you, Joe. Yeah. Predictions? Don't know. Uh, it, it's hard to know. I didn't see the West Brom match, to be honest, so, so I don't know how they played. But They were poor, Joe. They were poor. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't they really were, yeah. watch it at all. Yeah, so. um, I, I, going on sports, I think, again, I think it'll be a different setup. I think West Brom would sit there and let us, ha- let us have the ball. And see what we can do with it. And I think with the likes of Hamas, uh, even with Charleston, Gomez, I think, could, could step up there as well. Because if he gets time on the ball, he's a killer pass as well, isn't he? Mm. So, uh, I will go Everton 3-0. And I think, I think Richarlison will get a couple. And Dominic the other one. Come on, Richie, you can go. Um, I'm going to go 2-0. Um, yeah, nothing too, too outrageous. I just think that, that we'll have enough to pick him off. But, you know, I, I'm more kind of not worried, but just the, the fact that they're, wanna, they're going to want to get off the, off the board. They're not going to want to be two games and no points. So I think that they'll be really happy to kind of sit and to make it ugly and, and, and things like that. I mean, it's not, it's not a Tony Puyus West Brom. So they do try to play a bit of ball under, under Village as well. But yeah, I think I think we just have too much and go two 0 Yeah, I I I think with Jarrison get off the mark on, on Saturday as well. Mm. Very good. Uh, I am going to go. I'm going to do different than you lads, and I think I won last week. So uh, oh, here we go. One week in it's your year, Cali, is it? <laughs> My year, Joe. My year. Uh, Saturday, I'm going to go for four 0 and I don't. I think we're going to open up with an early goal and Richardson to be the first goal scorer. Yeah, very good. Listen, another clean sheet and loads of goals, so I'd take that, boys. Set the, print, set the printers for go Saturday. Saturday <laughs> at well, half two or whatever it is. Yeah. So listen, after after a great win against Spurs, a great win against Salford, if you win three in a row, that's we just, just great no week, stopping us. Ah, absolutely. Great, great week. Dream, 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 dream start. And listen, boys, thanks very much. Cheers, Joe. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Again, hopefully we're talking about a three in a row win. So uh, talk to you next week, folks. Take care. Take See you, Joe. Take care. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com Up the toffees.